Hi, my name is Jordan Hart. I'm a Canadian singer-songwriter who grew up busking for people on street corners. Busking has taught me more about my crafts than anything else I've experienced to date, and has led me to some of the most incredible experiences of my life. In 2019, I completed a 100-day busking challenge in Canada, in which I busked for 100 days in a row. This challenge started a wave of positive energy that deeply connected me to my community, helped me find who I am as a performing artist, and ultimately led to me signing my very first international record deal. The experience was so profound for me that I wanted to find a way to connect with street performers from all around the world to hear if busking had a similar impact on their lives. I originally wanted to perform in tandem with these people, but the pandemic is currently preventing that. So for now, I will be hosting virtual conversations and sharing virtual performances with some of my favorite musicians who started as buskers. Welcome to the International Buskers Podcast. Hi, Hugo. Thank you so much for, for joining me today. It's an honor to have you here, man. I've been listening to your music on repeat for the last couple of weeks, and I, I'm a huge fan. So thank you for being here. Thank you, mate. It's a pleasure to be here. If you wouldn't mind telling me a little bit about yourself, I, I think I, I know a fair amount because I've been doing a bit of research over the last week. But for the people who have, haven't heard of you before, if you could just sort of explain um, a bit about your history with music and, and who, who you are. Yeah, so um, my name is Hugo Barriol. I'm French, I'm a singer-songwriter, and um, I uh, do like folk music. And uh, I've started busking like years and years ago, and this is how I found a record label and released like an EP and an album since. And uh, yeah. That's amazing, man. So I, I did a bit of research, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm... I, I think, and, and I was listening to your interviews that were recorded in French with the automatic um, subtitles that YouTube in, uh, displays over top of it. So I think that the English translations weren't 100% correct. So I might, my, yeah. my information might not be 100%. So let me know if, I, if I'm wrong. But I think I heard that you started busking in, in Australia. And it yes. was as right. you were trying to do it because you were looking for a job and your friends had kind of recommended that that was the, the best job for you. I've, I've ha yeah. I just recently had a friend of mine who plays incredible folk violin. Uh, she's from Montreal in Canada and she went down to Australia for a year and said that the busking in Australia was the best she's ever experienced around the world. Did you, did you have a similar experience? Yeah, so that's... Uh, correct. My friends actually um, suggested back then because I couldn't find a job uh, to to go busking, and there was a, a train station next to my flat uh, where a lot of um, buskers were. So um, I went there, and I was obviously very scared the first time, but um, it went very well. You know, just after playing a couple of songs, people were like chill, listening, and you know, just. Um, really really cool so uh, yeah it went it went it was great and did, did you busk primarily in the metro at in australia no so the only place in sydney was in this long corridor uh, i don't remember the name of the train station but yeah that the metro was in paris okay so but it was a similar thing as a, tra a train station in, in australia as well yeah yeah it was uh yeah a train station in in sydney and and then in Paris it was uh, in like the the metro, in the corridors. Did you? I'm curious. Did you need a a permit to busk there? In Paris or in Sydney? In Sydney. No, nothing. I didn't. Wow. I just went, you know, like that, and um, I didn't. I didn't need anything 
Wow. Or I, I, I didn't get any. I don't know how. How is it for your friend? Did she, did she pass something? I did don't. She need a license? I, d- I didn't actually end up asking her, but I know it's, it's pretty. It's getting a little bit more strict in Canada, so I'm always curious. I, I got shut down from it for the first time a couple of years ago, and was shut down actually a couple times last year. Have you, have you been shut down before anywhere in around the world? Um. Yeah. I, I went to Copenhagen. And uh, that's that's forbidden. So no, no. <laughs> I just like I played maybe thirty seconds, and then someone came and I was like, no, 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 you can't do that. And then uh, in Germany as well, uh, in Munich, I I was in the metro and the police they were nice, but they were like, no, you can't. So you need to stop. Um, but in Paris, you need a license, so you have to audition. You need to to get a license, like a permit, um, who's available for six months, and then you can play only in the corridors of the metro you can't actually play on the trains or anywhere else so yeah i needed a, a permit for busking in, in paris is it first come first well, serve there in... or do you sorry, sorry go ahead we're on a bit of a delay here i'm sorry about that now i was going to ask you how how is it for you busking uh, in canada do you have a license yeah i i, I do it's uh, I, I grew up in Edmonton, Alberta, and I lived in Vancouver, which is um, completely west of, in the country. And, and for um, f- four years, I was busking there and the restrictions became within that four years. At, at first, I could busk anywhere it felt like and nobody had a problem with that. But then okay. th- by the last year, like it didn't matter where I was in the city. It felt like the whole thing was just being shut down and locked down, um, which was a big part of the reason, actually, that I ended up moving to Toronto. And I have, luckily, I've, I've been pretty lucky in Toronto. It's, it seems like in Toronto, they mostly make you get a permit so that they can tell you that right on the permit, it makes you sign something that says you can't amplify your voice. But they, no yeah, which is really frustrating. As you know, like it's impossible to busk without amplification, right? Especially <laughs> when you're out in like traffic, it's crazy. But luckily, yeah. they, they seem not to stop you. Like I've even had uh, big crowds of people, which included like police officers and peace officers in the crowd that were just enjoying the music. Um, so I, they, and they didn't stop it. So I think the main reason they have the restriction there is in case you get a complaint. So there was a, uh, in one of the old places that I used to busk, which was amazing. It was this huge cross intersection in Toronto and there was always just people bustling, ready to shop. So they all had, you know, dollar bills on like bills instead of coins on them. And, and they were all welcome, welcoming the music. But unfortunately right there, there was a really grumpy old man who, uh, lived in an apartment just across the street. Uh-oh. Always grumpy right. people ah. when you busk. Yeah, and so he he came out and he made like a a, a really big scene in front of uh, a big crowd of people, and they started to kind of argue with him, and so he got really mad and he he called the cops on me. And when the cops nah. came, they sort of used the fact that my busking permit said I couldn't be there to shut me down. But that was the only thing. So I learned that if, if there's anyone like that now, I, I just am really respectful with them and, and, and intentionally move on. And, and I haven't run into any problems with that since. But Okay. Yeah, well, problems are part of the busking life, I guess. Yeah. And mm. I mean, as, as I mentioned to you before, and, and I mentioned in the intro, this whole, ins- the whole inspiration for this was a 100-day busking challenge that I completed mm. in Toronto, which was... Man. The video is so good, like the, the whole thing has been like um, amazing to do, but seriously, the I, I loved Thank it. Thank you. So well done, well done for doing it. 
I mean, the, the guy that did the video is, is like one of the most inspiring people I've ever met. His name is Alex Anthony, and he's just like the coolest person. He was a professional football player who decided instead of, and he was fully professional, he actually won a, a Grey Cup, which is the biggest championship that you can get at, for football in Canada. And then one day he woke up and was like, I just want to be a videographer and literally snapped his fingers, made the switch. And he's one of the best videographers I've ever worked with. So I'm, I'm really grateful for that documentary he made. But um, yeah, so that, that challenge, it just, we had this idea of, um, I, I was one of my favorite things about busking was just the energy that grew between and the connection that grew between people that have never met before. So it was like the connection I had with listeners, but also the connection the listeners seemed to have with themselves. It was just or with each other. It was like, um, you know, people from all different types of backgrounds and cultures, especially in Toronto, that just all of a sudden found something to relate to this unexpected moment that they, they you know, they didn't pay to come to this concert. It was just this amazing moment. Yeah. They chose to stop. And all of a sudden they all like have that to share. And it felt like there's this camaraderie that the audience shared, which I really loved. And um, so my, my friend had this idea of why don't you try to spread that over 100 days in a row and see if that kind of grows citywide and sure enough it, it really did like you say like uh, similar to your experience it actually led me to to signing a record deal as well um but and also just really you know led to me making some of the best friends that i have even today and um some amazing, amazing. yeah connections with the audience and, and stuff like that so what i'm trying to do now is sort of take that energy and spread it internationally and uh my yeah. team and, and i were really moved by by your story and your experience and the music oh my god man the music that is coming out of you as an artist and I, Thank you, man. yeah, it's my pleasure. So originally, sorry for the long-winded uh, explanation, but originally I wanted to be able to like busk with you in tandem. You know, you'd <sighs> go out and I'd go out, which is impossible now because of the pandemic. So I just wanted to such shame. Yeah, take that light and, and sort of use it in a conversation and and connect with you this way. But um, sorry for the long-winded thing there, but I'm curious if if any of that and how much of that relates to you and your experience as a busker. Like, have you? Um, felt that that connection, I guess, between people that have stopped and listened to you. Some, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes that m magical thing happened, and um, but often when I uh, when I was busking, I was more into like my own world, and you know, just um, I, I don't know. I'm kind of a shy person, and um, so I was just, you know, with my guitar doing my songs, and sometimes people would stop. So then there was a connection. But in the metro, everybody's running, everybody's like in a rush. So it's really, it's really hard to have like a big crowd or a big audience anyway for me. So uh, sometimes it happened, but most of the time I was like in my, like I said, like in my own world and doing my stuff. And but I met so many people that I'm still friends with now and <clears throat> you know producers and I've been able to uh, sign with a label because of um, the, the metro and so many so many cool stuff that's amazing um did, did you I will connect this back it's not just a random segue but did you have a, a formal education for music at all no not at all um, I just I so I started to play drums when I was a kid because my dad uh, had a rock band they were rehearsing in the basement of the house so I could just go downstairs you know just play drums whenever I wanted to and um, I played drums until so I only started singing and playing guitar when I was 19 so uh, and just because I had a rock band we did gigs and started to write all together and it made me want to write songs and sing and so I started yeah when I was 20 um, but 
I've never been great at school and so I think that's why I never wanted to get like lessons stuff like that but um, can be difficult and it's a long journey up for me anyway because I'm a bit lazy so I don't work like what well, I used to be lazy I used to so it took me quite a long time to to learn how to play guitar but um, yeah, that's just the way I, the, the way I did. It's an interesting concept thing that I've, I, I myself went through a couple of different formal education programs and, and degree mm -hmm. programs as well as just simple like performance programs on a smaller scale to try to, um, you know, I guess it felt it felt like just the thing that you did it was it was taught at, at least in, in growing up in Canada was that you know if you didn't go to college, every the system kind of looked down on you, and so I felt this tremendous pressure, you know, to try to like yeah. get this formal education, and so I like I went and pursued it and tried all these different paths, and I was a similar way where it, um, I, I'm I'm sort of shy by nature as well, but if something um, feels unjust to me. My, my heart just explodes and I, I, oh, yeah. I'm quite uh, vocal about it. And so I, I would have these, um, that, you know, these out, out and out, like rows with, with my teachers about different like theory and, and how they were teaching the class. And it was totally unproductive. And I, I regret doing it because I was just taking away from other students experience, if anything. But, um, it wasn't until I, started busking that I felt like I really found a way to progress as a musician as as a performer um that was yeah sort of infallible and and the thing that I noticed about it was just like because nobody has to stop it was just this perfect and and uh um uh, what's the word I'm looking for it's, it's like kind of like it's mean no holds barred it's like uh uh uh, oh man, I've, there's a simple word I'm looking for, but I can't find it. But just <laughs> like a, uh, but I think I get it. I just know what you mean. Yeah, sort of like a, a completely pure, for better and for worse, pure reflection of how you're doing and how what you're doing is actually resonating with your audience. Um, yeah. So I'm curious if if you felt the same. Like if have you do you feel? I mean, I'm sure you have. Like you're incredible. So I'm sure you have grown. But do you feel that you've grown as a performer because of busking? And uh, what was your what was your experience like as, as busking as an education? Yeah, I was busking um, four hours every day, five days a week for two years. Wow. And, um, this is where I actually found my voice as it is kind of because spending so many hours, you know, you can you, you get to know yourself better and, you know, get your voice and how your body works and um, same from the guitar and uh, so busking helped me yeah definitely to get better and um, and even I, I loved reverb before but when I was busking in the metro you know there was a long corridor so the reverb was quite big and and loud and I loved it and now um, I find it difficult to sing without reverb. It's just like it's part of my music, it's part of my sound, if I can say. And that's from that's from busking mostly. Yeah, I feel the same way. I I didn't have uh, like I, I bust mostly on the street because the train stations will shut you down here for sure, especially if you have amplification, unfortunately. Okay. But uh, so I I used to have this little like. Uh, it's a TC Helicon harmony singer, but I didn't use any of the harmonies. I just used the the reverb on the pedal, and and I, I learned to singing to re for reverb. So if I'm like performing without it, it feels really raw and bare. It doesn't feel like me. I, I can relate to that for sure. 
but yeah. that's really interesting so so you i i, I didn't um there wasn't any um voice over on on the the documentary or the video that that you did so i couldn't fully understand exactly what you did but i know you went to london copenhagen and munich were there any other cities that you did and was that like a part of a challenge or a tour in 2018 um so and i went to new york as well and i went to i don't know if i'm missing something but basically when i before i released my um uh, debut album because I was busking in Paris, um, the head of the label uh, had this idea but years ago before I signed, was like, oh, it would be great to send you around the world, you know, to busk in different cities. And so when um, we're thinking about marketing the album, um, the idea came back and it was like, yeah, it's time to do it. So we, uh, so I went with um, a guy called Manu Millon who is like the filmmaker and is like so talented and so cool um, uh, so yeah we went together on a journey and I was just busking in different cities and so I was filming me busking uh, but it, it was really hard because it was a uh, winter time and uh, you know when you spend like hours walking out then busking and having all like the amp, the guitar, the mic stand, just everything. It was cool, but it was kind of a little bit hard, but it was, um, uh, yeah, we didn't think, that's what I was telling you in the email, we didn't think about um, trying to find other buskers in Copenhagen or in Munich to be like, hey, let's let's meet and share, you know, the, the busking or whatever. Um, but yeah. So did, was it? How long did that happen? Because I know you started it in in twenty eighteen. Is that correct? Um, so when did that happen? I know the f the first yeah. video was released at the beginning of twenty nineteen, which is how I made the the deduction. But. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because the album came out in February twenty nineteen, so we filmed it in at the end of twenty eighteen, and I think uh, I went to like in Europe for a week in November and then I went to New York start of December so it took us maybe two weeks to to film the the whole stuff wow that is a quick amount of time to travel all of those cities that's amazing yeah it's beautiful yeah that's why I'm saying it was a bit tiring but it was of course uh, it yeah. was great did you stay in uh, like in hotels while you were while you were on the road yeah Airbnbs or um, um, hostels yeah that's really cool. I've I've always wanted to do that. Like as I'm saying, I wish I could be in Paris with you right now. We could have like a short conversation and then like play some music together. But hopefully later on, you know, hopefully the world is gonna get better. The situation is gonna yeah, absolutely gonna get better. And yeah, and uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Thanks, man. I would, yeah, I'd love to. But uh, on that note, I'm curious because uh, because COVID is kind of blocking us from doing this on the street. I would I would love to hear something that you know you you would play if if we were out out and in the metro in Paris. Um, do you have a song that, that you could that you could play? Oh yeah, um, definitely. I've um, I've had um, a few months ago a new EP. Oops, here we go, I'm breaking everything down. Um, <laughs> so I could play a song from that EP. Uh, Please. It's called Stay. I love this song. Yeah. Cool. All right. Can you hold me? Take me back home, it's getting late, oh I'm getting cold I didn't see the tides coming, 
Don't wake me up if I dream Feeling high with what we had Feeling down when it's gone And I remember what you said You never go away We always be the same How long will never change I don't always stay. I so beautiful man i love it so much i i really i i noticed i in my when i was watching your videos i heard that one of one of your favorite artists in one interview when, when you were asked who your favorite artist was your first favorite artist that you said was also my favorite artist on uh, bonnie bonnie Vare. um so good but um the his his like his melodic genius the way that i i hear his music is just it feels like the emotion that he is trying to relay in his melodies is always so purely portrayed by the music and the tone and the the you know the his 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 lack of being afraid to kind of go to those those places in his voice has has always just like rocked me to my core and i i hear a lot of that in your music too thank you very much man that's, that's a huge compliment but yeah what do you want to say bunny is you know 
he kind of said something like 10 years ago um, even more now and um, yeah he's the I don't know he's the, he's the father he's the <laughs> yeah very very inspiring do you have do you have a, a song that you could play oh man that's so generous of you thank you I mean I, I was I would love to if you don't mind um, oh please please do uh, congratulations on like your new release uh, I listened to it today it was really really good and like the harmonies and the vocals just it's beautiful and the other track as well so thank you so and much and so exciting because you've released what two songs so I guess you've got like a lot coming so it's yeah uh, it's, it's great thank you so can't much can't wait to hear man. it yeah, one of the gifts and curses of being a busker is it was like it, it turns into it, it turned out to speak for myself. It kind of turned into my job, and so whenever I would go out busking, I felt sort of satiated. Like I didn't need to continue to pursue anything, and and, and it took took a lot of. Um, as well as that, it, I found like I felt like my sound was constantly changing, and it was really difficult for me to grasp exactly what I would feel on the street in the studio. And so kind of, you know, I don't know if, if you felt the same way, but there's something about like being out there in the raw elements with just me and an acoustic guitar. And I, like you'd say, like how you'd sort of spoken about it, I would get sort of swept up and completely lost in the, in the music. But for some reason, I could never find that same energy in the recording studio. Um, and I, th I think it was probably just for lack of, of the experience of like, be, you know, taking the time to try it in the, in the studio as often as I would just go out to busk every day. Um, but the most beautiful thing that, or one of the most beautiful things that came out of the pandemic for me was like, I all of a sudden I couldn't busk anymore. And so I had to go in the studio and um, I'm grateful for it because it, it resulted in me finally after like 10 years of trying, like finishing this recording and, and releasing it. So I'm, um, thank you for, for bringing it up. It really means a lot that you took the time to listen. Thank you for that. Well, man, you, you're really good. So it's a pleasure. But yeah, I, I would love to, uh, I'm not sure which one. I'm tempted to play the first song I released just because it's... I, I have never actually played the other one, the new one. Um, but you know what? Because of that, now I'm tempted to play the other one. Like, I, I wrote it so recently, and, and I wrote the one that ju was just released. is called Hole, and I wrote it actually in the recording studio during, during the pandemic. And so it was sort of written t to be recorded in a way. Um, but, I mean, hey, this is, this is the closest thing I've got to busking in, in a long time so I'm gonna I'm gonna just see what it go how it goes if I if I play it like this now um, I hope you don't mind not that you needed it but I totally understand hearing myself dry I totally understand the desire to put reverb on on your vocals so maybe in, in post after this is recorded if you don't mind I would love to put a, just like a little bit of tasteful verb on your song and mine sure sure man I, th I thought about it and Amazing. yeah beautiful it's a good idea all right so this, this song is, is called hole it's brand brand new common love this ain't just common love the stories they wrote for us a thousand years old Pick it up, the pen of a lover's dropped, and cut up a page for us, sincere as stone. 
Blow the edges of the world, you know. Fall into me, let the spaces close. Oh, 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 oh. Tell them all, all of your broken chords. Cut by another's words. Time to let it go and fill your cup. But don't give away so much. It's give and take with us, and here is home. Once a silhouette of all you are, now the vacancy inside my heart. Time you need to change in here. Let me show you you were made to feel. Oh, oh, Taking in the motions, you were moving like a poet. I was falling, I was falling for you. We were falling into chords. You were waiting in the water, dancing through your karma. I was falling, I was falling for you. We were falling into chords. Taking in the motions, you were moving like a poet. I was falling, I was falling for you. We were falling into chorus, falling and we're falling into chorus. Falling and we're falling and we're falling in. Man, so good. Thanks, oh. brother. Appreciate it so much. Thank you. Yeah, that I was wouldn't... great. Seriously, that was really, really good. Thank you. When when you were singing "Stay," I just wanted to sing harmonies because I've been listening to the song. Uh, that was one of my favorite songs, and I was, especially a couple of your your acoustic recordings of it. I was just listening to them like all last night, and so I just like wanted to sing harmonies, but I knew that the recording delay would result in it like <laughs> coming up later, so I didn't. I refrained. But, but I, I'm a huge fan of your music as well, so thank you. But um, I just wanted to make sure I, I covered every. Oh, oh, one of the things I was really interested in, if you don't mind me moving on uh, with a horrible segue, I'm not I'm not a podcaster by nature. I'm sure people will be able to tell that. But uh, you're doing very well. You're doing very well. Thanks, Hugo. Um, but I noticed in one of the um, 
the recordings that I listened to in interviews is that you you briefly mentioned having a start on stage uh, in theater and and possibly in comedy. Is that is that true? Yeah. Well, um, so when I was eighteen, I lived in. A, I was on. I'm not from Paris. I'm from a, a city called Saint-Étienne in, in the south of France. And um, so I moved when I was 18 to Lyon, another city. I spent two years over there. This is when I had my band as a drummer. And uh, after that, I kind of started singing, but I've always wanted to try and acting. So I went to, that's why I came to Paris. And I did a drama school for a year and a half. And uh, I played in like short movies a little bit, and uh, and then I had to stop the um, the school because it was too expensive. And so the only thing that I had that was free to do was guitar and music. So I, you know, I was just like, yeah, let's keep music and we'll see what happens. Um, but I haven't I haven't been like playing or acting or whatever in like years and years now so it's uh, it's something that's in the past and yeah do you do you feel that the two art forms relate to each other at all um well in a way you, you can say that it does but to me um like the singing is so personal and it's so like my story that it's different from acting or playing like you know a character so Yes and no. <laughs> yeah, sure. Was what it, do you uh, think? I don't have that much experience. I've I've always been curious about acting, but I went to a, a performing arts high school when I was young, and it just felt like there was such a huge distance between me as a young actor and, and the people that were like amazing and taking it seriously for years. So I I was always really nervous about it. Um, whereas m with music, I, I've been my I come from a really musical family, so music has always sort of been a language I could speak in a way. Um, but the little bit of performing that I've done in theater, I feel like there, I could say there's like a, a relation in the internalization of, of the emotion and sort of like fi finding a, a flow, I'd say maybe like a, when you, or when, when I've, yeah. you know, as a songwriter, as a performer, like when I hit, like, it feels like I, I, I sort of like sink into a river and I can, I start to navigate within that river. I, it feels like there's like a similar sensation when, when. Um, I was on a role acting or speaking or something like that. That's a great image. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, and I, f I feel like, I don't know, As for me, it felt like um, the more often that I would go there in, in any for art form, it felt easier to find again the next time as well. Mm -hmm. And the, well, for me, the, um, also back then when I was asking, um, asking acting, um, I wasn't like working really I wasn't I was too lazy you know like I said and it's just like with music when I decided that I wanted to um to really do music and you know try to um make a living out of music I I I really worked but it wasn't the case about the about the the acting so I kind of I, I didn't get to that point mm. That's really interesting, though. Yeah, I'm always curious to see with with, with musicians of or not musicians, uh, artists of multi disciplines, if like if the what the connection is for them in there. That's cool to hear. Um, so I have one more question that I'm really curious about, and it's a simple one, but it's quite comp could be quite complicated uh, depending on how how you how far you choose to go into it. But I'm I'm curious. Um, so I hear you you started 
as a musician because your father was in a band. Um, but I'm curious why you continue. Why why do you make music today? Is it something you think about or is there is it more of just a, a routine thing? I love it. That's like the reason. Um, I found in music uh, the way to express myself and um, yeah, writing songs, melodies, lyrics and putting like stuff together that seems um, not gonna say perfect but to me that's something that I can be proud of or you know using like something that hurt me or an argument or whatever and try to turn it into something that is positive and beautiful um, is uh, uh, gets me great satisfaction and I, I do music every day because now it's yeah just I'm I'm way happier now that I'm doing music 24-7 than I've ever been before. So, Well, I'm glad um, you're doing it, man. You're doing us all a favor because your music is very beautiful. Thank you. Thank you very much. But what about you? Tell me. Why do, why do I make, make music? Well, I, as I said, I, I started when I was really, really young. I come from, honestly, the most musical family I've ever e even heard of. Like my, my grandparents... My parents, their brothers and sisters on both my mon my mother's side and my dad's side, they're all musical in some way or another. And um, so I, I grew up, you know, around campfires hearing my grandpa and his kids singing songs like beautiful old songs like The Rose in five-part harmony. And we, I remember just like having goosebumps wow. as a young kid, just watching this, just being like mesmerized. Um, and so I feel like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really is. And... Um, I, I felt, you know, the, the, I never, I never felt a need of, of course, at a young age, you never think about that unless, I mean, very, I, I suppose I didn't have to, which I'm grateful for, but I never had to, you know, think of it as a way to make money. It was always mm -hmm. just something that I loved to do um, until, of course, I, I was in high school and you started to think more about what your career is going to be. And I started, start, I started to obsess over that, that there was one thing that I was going to have to do that would take up the majority of my life, you know, whether I wanted to or not, just to be able to survive. And so I put a lot of pressure on myself to find the perfect thing. And it was in high school, actually, where it was, it, I was a freshman. So I had just moved from my elementary high school kind of into this new this new school for the first time where I was the youngest, the youngest uh, generation there. And uh, it was at, at that time, the school was a, a little bit, um, there was, there was a lot of tension, I guess, or, or between, I guess, yeah, I don't know what it was, but the, <laughs> that particular generation, there was a lot of bullying going on. And so there was, I, I remember like as a kid walking through these, these halls with these mass, massive, there's the growth difference between age 14 and, and 18 is so big that there would be these giants it felt like that that would you know just kind of threaten you down the hallway and have this very threatening energy and, and I was terrified and a friend of mine dared me to enter this singing competition that they were having in, in the school and I didn't expect to make it past the first round but I, I ended up actually winning the competition and by the yeah. end of it it was such an amazing sensation because by the end of it I, I ended up singing a song um, that was about and it's like a kind of an anti-bullying song it's just it's this song called don't laugh at me this sim this simple country song called don't laugh at me and it was just this yeah this idea of like kind of looking looking out for the little guy like like be be aware of of the presence that you have and, and how much it actually genuinely affects these people that aren't as strong as you or aren't as 
whatever as you and and I, I remember singing that song and just giving my heart to it being it was the most nerve-wracking thing I ever did and by the end of it I got a standing ovation and seeing that some of the people in the audience were the people that I had directly experienced bullying from like you know physical and very violent acts of bullying they were all like impacted by this message enough to like stand up and, and applaud with me about this thing and um I'd never experienced anything with the power to per, uh, change a perspective that, that was that efficient. And so that, that immediately, um, it was intoxicating. That immediately made, made me want to switch. I, I wanted to be, even though I'm from Canada and we, don't have, we didn't have the best soccer programs when I was growing up, I wanted to be a professional soccer player. Like that was what I was giving all of my life energy to. And then after that moment, I came home and decided I was going to switch uh, to music. And um, I've never really looked back you know, wh why I continue, so yeah, yeah. So that was kind of like the initial thing. And then, and then why I would say why I continue to make music is lately a similar thing, but I've, I've just found that my music has, has been able to create environments of, of sort of like peace and healing. And I feel like that's kind of what I, I naturally, the type of music I create and the type of performance I give has that energy. And I've noticed that it's really, quite successful like pe people who who need that type of music have told me that i'm 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 the, the person that they listen to and, and that to me is like the most gratifying thing to know that i have a sense of purpose that mm. is that that profound feels amazing to me so that's kind of yeah. what keeps me going i'd say yeah. such a good story wow that's really really Thank cool you. it was honestly man it was such a pleasure pleasure to put a face to this amazing music and, and to be able to have this conversation with you thanks again yeah. for your generosity of, of asking questions to me too you're more than welcome uh, it was a pleasure as well to like talk to you and mm -hmm. hear your story and hear you play mm -hmm. um yeah great great to be connected now absolutely i would love a chance if we could to you know write or make some music or even just hang out if, if i ever make it back to paris it would be amazing yeah yeah sure you, you know you got my uh, contact now so please do and if I if I if I fly to Canada, <laughs> yeah, you're always welcome. Give you a text. <laughs> Please do. Okay. Well, the last thing I'd ask is just if you um, could t tell people who don't, who don't know or aren't familiar with your music yet where where is best to find you and how people can follow your your music. Well, you know, usual stuff: um, Spotify, Instagram, Facebook, um, YouTube. It's Hugo Barriol, and yeah. Amazing. Check out the new EP. It's beautiful. It's so nice. Thank you, man.